Brad. Jordan. What's up, dude? How are you? You know, it's good. I'm good. You're good. We're all I good. I can see that. I can see that, too. We're nice sitting here drinking some coffee, uh, doing an early morning podcast. Uh, doing yeah, a we're little, trying new things. Yeah, trying to figure out where it fits in our lives to try to record and uh, get our juices flowing and talk about some uh, interesting stuff. You know, you uh, uh, just jumping right in there. You brought up uh, some interesting uh, topics the other day when you and I were just chatting, um, and uh, I think this uh, this topic's a pretty interesting one. Um, it, it's got a multiple different layers where we can go from it, um, but the the overall kind of theme that we wanted to stick with was that was that kind of bullying topic and how we look at our, how we have been bullied or how we have been the bullier uh, in our lives, and I think. Uh, it you know what trying to, like you mentioned uh, when when you and I were talking that maybe not go to the traditional like schoolyard bully type stuff but more of you know all right let's look at our lives at what we've done to kind of push people around or kind of influence others and kind of make them feel bad for our satisfaction or whatever your motivation may yeah. be and yeah and kind and of influence in not such a positive way exactly I guess you could say. yeah not it doesn't yeah. have to be like putting doing swirlies and you know tell our stories about that but. But just kind of more that whether it be physical, emotional, mental bullying that we've experienced or or been a part of. So I think that was a pretty interesting topic. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, and I think getting the juices flowing on the topic, I, man, I've had some times in my past. Brian, why don't you ask me about when I was a bully? So, Jordan, tell me about when you feel like you have been a bully. I've never been a bully, Brian. Let's just set the record straight. Um, I have a really clean record. <laughs> um, but, no. For reals, um, I, the first time I can remember getting back, to, like, this is reaching way back to, like, elementary school. I had a, there was a kid in my neighborhood named Whitney. And um, this sounds like... I feel like the more I tell the story, the more it's going to sound terrible. But he was the only black kid, pretty much, in our, like... Okay. I mean, I grew up in Leighton, you, Utah. Leighton, Utah, yeah. Yep, and it's um, white, it's uh, Mormon, it's, you know, my neighborhood was really... I wouldn't say we were, like, farmers, but we were surrounded by farms, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, Whitney actually was, like... One of my good friends, um, when we were alone, like when we were, uh, when not at school or not, not doing yeah, it. Well, yeah. yeah, well, so here's this, here's kind of like backing up and, and laying the groundwork a little bit. His mom and my mom, um, were rather his guardian. I think it was actually his grandma was his guardian, but, um, his grandma and my mom were just friends and, um, so kind of by default, we were friends and we'd play and we were just kids playing. I think this is probably around when I was five or six or really early elementary school age. And I feel like when you're that young, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but it's kind of like you don't learn hate or wait, <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> I feel like you don't come out of your mom, a hateful person. Not at all. Not one bit. It's not something that you just are born with. It's the culture yeah. you're involved with. Yeah, it's 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 very learned. Um, it's like, for example, I had to learn how to hate you, Brian. 
it's pretty difficult to hate me. So yeah, you, it's you did a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I could. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's gotten easier over the years, Brian. <laughs> um, or at times, I should say. Um, no, uh, but <clears throat> here's this kid, and um, his name is Whitney. So he kind of had that going for him. Yeah. Like it's it's not like the the most manly name. But then I I remember um being friends with him, hanging out. But then when I'd get around other people uh at school who picked on him just cuz I don't, you know, I couldn't get inside their minds, but um I know if I look back at it, my motivating factor for picking on him was essentially just to like be cool and to fit in. And I think that's a, like a big thing that we're going to talk about. Like that's kind of what it's going to focus around um, when it comes to bullying. And, you know, I'm not proud of it. And I, I think it actually really sucks that um, I can look to my past and point to some certain time, like some specific times where I was uh, a bully Absolutely. Um, it's easy. It's easy to like look at it as an adult right now and just be like, "That's so stupid. That is so dumb. Why would you do that? Why is this an issue?" But it is, and I think it's important to explore why. Absolutely, and uh, you know, just not to to make you feel like you're out there on your by yourself. Absolutely, have I been involved in those situations? Not proud of too. And you know, there's a there's a couple that that come to mind for me. Um, when you look back on our, on my childhood and one that really sticks out because it was, it was interesting. It was, it was like, it was like class wide. You know, I went to a small private Catholic school, so our classes weren't huge, but we had anywhere from like 25 to 30 kids in a class. Um, and we had one kid, uh, Colin, who just was, you know, eccentric and different from everybody else. He hadn't grown up with us from, you know, first grade. Like most of us had been together since we were first grade. It's like seventh, sixth, seventh grade right now. He comes in different kid moved here uh different family situation and you know he was trying to find his place and it was just we were just relentless on picking on him and and making sure that he wasn't involved and 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 didn't didn't fit in and uh i think you know it's like holy crap i think you know looking at me taking some look back and by no means is this any sort of um excuse but I kind of looked you know when you when you look at something that you are not proud of or you know made mistakes or did something wrong you try to look at what the reason for not the excuse but the reason and and maybe find that 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 key to that why you did that and so you know I I was a I was a small kid why Brian why yeah why'd you do it it, why why why? yeah I, I think it was all about fitting in man it was all about being a part of a community and wanting to wanting to fit in and not be the outsider at that age, man, there's something about it where going with the flow is so much easier than not going with the flow. Well, you, you also mentioned that you were a little kid. You were, I was physically small. Yeah. And that's, and that was a big part too. Like I didn't get to over five feet until I was a freshman in high school. Right. So sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I had a, had a, my best friend, uh, one of my best friends, Evan, he and I like, jockeyed for the shortest you know kid boy in in school like in our class like we were like most likely to stay short yeah we were tiny (laughs) like we would we would always but you know because of that we made up for it in doing very eccentric things like we would always be the guys who 
during rallies and stuff like that, we'd put on cheerleader uniforms and like try oh, to like, yeah. you know what I mean? Class like, clowns. Class clowns because we yeah. were so small and would get picked on for being small. We embraced being small and being, and we just went with it and just went over the top. And so if I could make a, if I could laugh at myself before everybody else could laugh at me, then that was, that mm-hmm. made me, that made me feel better. So part of that was everybody's picking on Colin. You know, it's kind of the thing to do. He wasn't part of the the, the, the crowd. So, you know, I don't I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be laughed at for liking Colin. But like you said, on a one-on-one basis, Colin was an awesome kid. Like, loved talking to him. He had some pretty interesting, you know, likes and, and interests, interests that we would kind of talk about. And, but in a public, in a public forum, you know, you just go with that, that mentality of sticking with the crowd, that, that wolf pack of just finding that, that weakest link and going after it to kind of satisfy the group. And it was, it, again, not proud of it at all. Uh, and that's yeah, just, that's, and that's just one part of my life. And that's, that's sad, you know, yeah. it, you know, it's, it didn't just, it can't just say, Oh, it was just only happened in grammar school and high school. And then you grow out of it. No, man. Yeah. I mean, that kind of happened with you and me. Yeah. And I think we'll get to that for sure. But I, you know, I think one thing, if as I look at this, like is we could call it like a life cycle of bullying. I don't. It's not really a cycle, but it, it it's kind of a like the progression of bullying and what it looks like as you advance in age, right? So if I look back at it, I I made reference to this Whitney kid, um, who was ac- again he was actually my friend, um, which. Have you seen, did you see Moonlight, Brian? I have not, no. Okay, so shameless plug for Moonlight. I thought it was really good. Um, I highly recommend seeing it. may not be your cup of tea, but whatever. There's a part in this um, movie where this guy, he's pretty much picked on. He's a bully. Or, excuse me, reverse that. He's bullied. And he has this friend who, um, it's like his only friend, his confidant. Um, But that guy is faced with the same situation that we're kind of describing and probably to a way more extreme degree where um, another bully type kid, hard ass kind of comes up and just says, Hey, you know, like you want to be cool? Like then go punch him, go punch this kid. And it ends up, you know, the, the drama of that and the, and the conflict in it is that it's his friend. And, and so he's kind of like, well, I don't want to get my ass kicked. Yeah. So he so ends up in the situ- yeah, he ends up in the situation where um he's in a circle. On one side is him, the other side is his friend, and they're like, "Come on, do it. Do it, you beep." <laughs> and uh so he punches him, knocks him down, and the kid keeps getting back up. And he's like, "Stay down." Like he's kind of like yeah, you know, under totally. his breath saying, stay down, you know, and um, I think that's real. Like, even though it's a movie, it's that's um, it's weird. We feel that in 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 various social situations that we're in, we can really feel that because we're really social creatures. So absolutely. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, yeah, like you said, it's that was a Hollywood movie and obviously, you know, add some drama to it. But you know, we might not all be in those circle playground type of situations, but just just right now, we've we've described two situations where that's we've been involved with that in our lives, and that's just two of of probably multiple ones. Um, and it's, I mean, it's 
it's kind of sad that it's a typical and I don't know and I could I couldn't speak for you know a, a grow a female growing up uh, and and what they're what it's like for them and I'm, I'm I imagine it's very similar in terms of the type of you know uh, bulliness in terms of picking on kids and and stuff like that and I don't I don't think it it matters whether you're male or female um, but it's kind of sad that that's the norm for like young boys growing up that they kind of band together and find the weakest link to pick on, you know? And, and maybe, maybe I am jaded in the sense that I think that's a normal thing. And, but I, I, unfortunately I think it is a normal thing. Um, and, but well, I, I, I don't have, it, there's no magical solution. Like, right. How do you, how do you yeah, deal with that? Well, you know, I, I, to that point, I think it just kind of speaks to this base instinct of ours to fit in. Right. And, you know, to paint it with a wide brush, the person who fits in with the tribe, so to speak, gets food. They get shelter. They get acceptance. They get a mate. They get um, to sit by the fire where it's warm, yeah, so to speak. And um, so in, in a weird way, it's like a survival instinct. Absolutely but, a survival instinct. But, but on the flip side of the coin, it's really like um, – at least in certain, like I'd say on society at large, at least right now, especially it, it's really um, frowned upon and it's really like um, you can be shamed into um, being outcast essentially. Like if you're a bully, then you're the piece of shit. <laughs> like, and absolutely in, in no way do we, do I, you know, you know, condone that activity, but you're right. Like it's, it's, it's a uh, it's a very huge topic as a for for young kids um and i know you know in in schools um it's something that you, you see kind of talked about a lot in terms of the anti-bullying stuff especially online and cyberbullying like yeah. that has gotten huge in terms of the yeah. the the outlets that people can um go out there and and go and uh, use to to cyberbully and a shameless plug you know talking about social media go back and listen to yeah. our second episode about social media and, and kind of the pros and negatives of that but yeah cyberbullying uh, that you, you, you hear about stories of kids that just get picked on relentlessly on facebook and, and instagram and twitter and end up you know sometimes taking their life going to an extreme of taking their lives because of the the it's so intense. It is. It is. And and yeah. and at that age or shit at any age, how do you process that kind of stuff? And so I think I think it's interesting like Well, yeah, th- I mean I was going to say, you know, we talk about this young, you know, kid bullying stuff and it, it's an important topic to talk about and, and to find that root of where bullying starts and and where where do we learn these behaviors and where do we learn these behaviors acceptable? But let's not let's not be uh you know, single single track, single minded to think that it only happens when we're growing up. It happens. Right. It happens a lot. A lot later too. We can be in our work situations now, right? We can. You and I could be in our work situations. We see bullying happen right now. So it's not something that yeah. that's exclusively for school age kids. We as yeah. adults have done it and experienced it all the time. And I well, think you and I have a pretty interesting story. We do. And before we get to that, I I, uh, I, I want to kind of point out kind of one thing that I've noticed is how bullying evolves and um i feel like at a younger age it's just kind of more natural and more uh it's easier for it to be explicit to be because there's they're like social behaviors that like most adults i'd say 
just know that's a no-no. It's a red flag. You don't do that. You're going to look like an idiot or you're going to look like an asshole. Um, but as kids, it's kind of like you still haven't learned that maybe. And I, so, so I think there's some point along the way, maybe around junior high, um, where you were bullying um, becomes a little less explicit and maybe a little more implicit. Okay. And, and I don't know. I like... I'd say majority of people are not bullies. They're not, they're straight up not bullies. They're not gonna, they're not Biff on, you know, (laughs) against McFly. Like, (laughs) get your damn hands off her. (laughs) Um, But I I can think of a bunch of times where I wasn't the active bully, but I didn't do anything. Which which is almost in a way as bad, if not worse. Right. Well, it makes me complicit in, in some ways, right? And um, I can I can think of one time in particular when I kind of had the guts to stop it, and it was scary. <laughs> well, I, I think of a couple times, and it wasn't really like bullying. It was just more like a fight situation, like where a fight was going to happen. And I was like, no, nah, we can't have no fight going on. But like, I went to confront the dude. I'm like, bro, let's, you know, what's going on? And, like, after the fact, I was, like, shaking. And, like, <laughs> that guy could have punched me. And just, like, a real, like, to my core fear. Yeah. Like, just just a, like, a, um, just a fear of harm. I didn't want to be punched. I didn't want to be hurt. How old I don't want to be. At that point, I was a senior in high school, so okay. 17. Yeah. But, um, uh, getting back to bullying, right? So, um hazing at my high school was a huge thing. I remember when I was a sophomore, really? I got paddled. Okay. Um, which, um, sucks. Like, and I look back at it now and I'm like, that is so dumb. If I could go back, I would have just told that guy to go get bent. And if he wanted to fight me, then I would have fought him. Um, hindsight's 2020 and, absolutely. Um, you know, it's real easy to sit here and talk tough, but in the situation, I just was with my friends and we were all sophomores and that was kind of just the norm. Sophomores get paddled. Yeah. And so we just kind of took it. And the guy ended up breaking the paddle on my butt. Oh my it hurt. Like, geez. and, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of bullying happened that week that we were kind of just okay with because that's the norm, which a couple years later, it's worth noting, um, it laid high. Like, some people were not okay with it or their parents were not okay with it. <laughs> and, like, please came in. It oh, was like, shit. oh, yeah. Like, it got, like, statewide attention wow people got expelled like charges were pressed it was it was a big deal but i remember when i became a senior in high school i don't know when the turning point was and if i had to pinpoint it or try to i'd say it was like when the power came into my hands because as a sophomore i felt really powerless i just felt like i was a a little fish in the sea yeah and there were all sorts of big fish out to get me kind of thing um, but once I became a senior, I had a really great graduating class. Like we were good kids for the most part. I, you know, I'm not trying to degrade the classes above me or below me, but, um, they were, they were more violent and rowdy and like, um, we were kind of, I guess, more passive. Okay. We had a couple of rowdy kids in our class, but like they were by far the minority. We call them the South Siders of the commons. And um, we were all on the north side, and 
um all throughout high school it was like the south side was like the big popular side where all the cool kids were okay well in my year the north side was the like booming side and we were all just like peaceful let's go have fun guys kind of thing um but sophomore week rolled around and i remember like there's there's a little there's some fun in i'm gonna sound like a total asshole maybe not like there's some fun in like psychological terror <laughs> there there is there is something to be said about that absolutely well i mean like i'm just like making you nervous or like yeah but i mean not to a point of like you can't sleep or like uh, <laughs> you're fearing for your life when you're walking to your car kind of thing but just like you know we're I, what ended up happening is I, you know, I, I'm a pretty gregarious guy. I made friends with sophomores um, and I didn't have any shame with that. Yeah. But like sophomore week rolled around and I was just like looking at these guys. I'm like sophomore week, you know that, right? Um, and they're like, I couldn't tell if they were that upset or whatever. Um, oh, it was actually when I was a junior, I think I did it both when I was a junior and a senior, but long story short, um, I, I just threatened these kids. I'm like, you guys better watch out. You better watch your back. And I never would do anything, you know, I just threaten them. And then, um, come Friday, like sophomore week was almost over. Like it was practically over and these, these, they were officers, but I was like sophomore week and, um, came Friday and they were, they thought they'd like dodged the bullet. And I'm like, you guys thought you got away with it, huh? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, come on, we're going. And this old thing, like this, all the horror stories was that you used to get taken to the pig farm and you had to catch a pig. Oh, shit. Like real gnarly stuff, dude. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at one point in time they actually did that. But yeah, these kids could have taken me for sure. Like two on one. <laughs> I, I'm not a, I'm not a tough fighter kid. Yeah. So, um, so I'm like, get out of my truck. I'm like, let's go. We're going. And, uh, I got him in my truck and I can't remember. I don't know if I made him shut their eyes or what, but. Um, I started driving, I started driving crazy and I'm like, whatever. Or I made them shut their eyes and we got to, I drove them to seven 11. I know I, I drove them to seven 11 and I, uh, shut my truck off. I'm like, okay, get out. And so we get out and they're like, what's going on? And we go inside seven 7 11. I'm like, get yourself a Slurpee, <laughs> get yourself a candy bar or something. And then they like. So they got whatever, and then I paid for it, and I got it in my truck. And then um, the thing I was proud of myself for was I went all the way. I drove them back, and I said, okay, there you have it. I said, if you, if I ever hear of you hazing anybody, I will kick your asses. Like, And that kind of like was the reverse, right? Yeah. I'm like trying to like break this spell, and it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, It was pretty cool. I, I felt proud of myself and I got called to the principal's office later that week or like the next week. And he, it was the vice principal. And he's like, I heard what you did. And I was like, Oh no, like really? And he's like, that's pretty cool. And he gave me a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, so anyway, think about how, yeah. how, how honestly, like for me, that that's, that's awesome. But back then, man, that, that must've been a lot. That, that's pretty difficult to get, to think that go outside that norm, man, that, that takes a lot of guts. That takes a lot of, uh, well, you know, and, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's right. I gotta be honest with you. Like, I don't think at that point it took a lot of guts or I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. 
And that's just, that's just me being brutally honest with myself. Fair like, fair enough. I think it's just because the power like shifted and it was in my hands. Okay, and that's what I chose to do with it. Uh, yeah, I didn't feel pressured. I didn't. I think it was more socially acceptable to not haze when I was doing it. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. Like, I also there comes a point where, um, come hell or high water, you just you kind of, and it's so weird. Like, sometimes you would still care. Probably, like, I would be that kid and punch the other kid so I didn't get my ass kicked. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there comes a point where you're just like, I feel like now I probably wouldn't. Maybe maybe I would. But I would say go get bent. Like, you can't make me punch another person. That's not right. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, uh, man, it's something you struggle with. It's, it just doesn't go away. It really doesn't. It doesn't right. just. You don't grow out of it in the sense that it being put in situations like that, right? I don't mean the sense yeah. of the behavior. You can definitely grow out of it and and grow mm-hmm. up and and figure out what's right, what's wrong, and and be that person who says get bent and you know I'm not I'm not going to uh, haze and I'm not going to bully. But but the situations that we come across do not change for our entire life. Yeah, and they speaking of they they, they definitely do not change. <laughs> Um, and you and I, like I've been alluding to it the last, you know, trying to try to put it in there and, um, but you I haven't know, let you, we, I ha you haven't let me. So here, <laughs> you know, we can talk about the the fact Let's that, do it. um, you and I, you know, we, we came back together. We've tried to figure this out the other, other day that, you know, it's been a couple of years now. Um, I think in 2014 is when we kind of got back together in terms of reconnected, but there was a time and period probably for a good let's call it four or five years where yeah. we really didn't talk. Actually, we probably just didn't talk at all. Um, in this, in the sense that on a regular basis, consistently being involved with each other's lives, there might've been a few Facebook posts. Hey, what's up? You know, what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. But it wasn't a, you know, a normal once a week, once every other week kind of conversation, keeping in touch with each other's lives. Um, and there was a period of time where, I was the bully to you and I, yeah, I was part of a fitting in per se of, yeah, of kind of ostracizing and picking on you. Well, let, yeah, let's lay the groundwork a little bit. So if I recall this, this specific instance happened, um, what I used to do, um, when we worked at Camp Cherry Valley together, um, there was a point in time where for spring break, got this idea to have the council fund our travel out to the island so we could volunteer for a week. And um, I'd get a group of friends and the council would just pay for our airfare once in our boat trip. And once we got there, food was taken care of. Um, but it was one year in particular. I don't remember which one, but I came out there. It was me and... Um, I don't, I can't remember who all was there. I know that Alex was there and I know that you were there and, um, I, yeah, I feel, so I was like a capable person, an able-bodied person who could wield a drill or a, um, or a circular saw or whatever it may be. And there were all these cool projects going on, like building decks, like that's the epitome of manliness, man. You're like sawing through wood and drilling it down and making a deck. And I'm like, yeah, like, I totally want to do that. Um, and what happened, Brian? 
What what was I relegated to? You're relegated to weed whacking. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We sent you to go weed whack. And uh, you know, it was uh you know, and I didn't even think about it in terms of like I don't know. At the time I was like, Oh no, Jordan Jordan's kind of you know, he he doesn't deserve to do this. He hasn't put in the time and effort that the rest of us have. Like I, I don't I don't remember what my train of thought was in the sense of uh, why I thought it was okay, but it felt okay at the time to allow you to go do that. And it was right because that was kind of what we, and I, I don't think we're here to point out and, and make people who were involved with that situation feel bad by any means. So I kind of want to no. leave names out and, you know, people can infer what they want to do. Uh, that's not our intention is to go out and, and, and publicly try to humiliate the other people. But no, this is between you and me. You know, why did I do, and I, why would, why did I, allow a situation like that where you wanted to help and you wanted to put in, you know, and feel part of something. And I allowed a situation where you just were like, Hey, no, go put on some earmuffs, go take the weed whacker and go down the rest of the Canyon and go weed whack while the rest of us do manly stuff like build decks. Um, and not, not to mention, like, it's not just like that you got to do manly stuff and build decks, but it was like, you were legit part of the in crowd absolutely absolutely that was the in crowd the cool kids club so to speak and um whether it was building decks whether it was sitting around drinking coffee whether it was whatever i wasn't part of it yeah i don't think i was i don't think i'm still don't think i'm part of it i'm at a point where i don't care but like it's 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 fun to it's not fun but it's just the point being look back at it and even me like even jordan holloman the guy who like i'm a pretty gregarious dude i make friends easily um i climbed the ranks at camp and became program director like which isn't you know i'm not to toot my own horn but that's not not everyone does that you know no so like i was able to like garner the support of a handful of people but just not this group and it's really interesting why so yeah and you know it's you know you look back again hindsight is always 2020 and you look back and you go holy crap like what what was going through my mind i mean again it wasn't like we were 12 year old kids on the school ground school playground right Uh, we were grown-ass adults in our 20s uh allowing ourselves to act uh immature like this and so Mm -hmm. it is something that I'm not proud of by any means. Um, right. And I, and, 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 and he, again, not to, by any means am I justifying. I love the gentlemen that I'm in the in crowd with. Like I highly right. look up to them and they have given me some amazing, amazing life lessons and taught me some right. life skills. And they are amazing mentors and friends. And uh-huh. no way if you two are three, four, five people are listening to this podcast i love Six, you seven eight i love you and <laughs> you are amazing people but however comma we have to look at what we do in our life and what our motivation is and it's too easy to make up an excuse or make something feel right when it's not and to God, you gotta you gotta listen to your gut. You really have to listen to your gut because that is always yeah. that is always I feel is your first indication of something is wrong. And when it 
Well, sorry, my <laughs> alarm just went off and in my ear. Time to wake up, bro. Um, so you got to listen to your gut. You got to be able to at least acknowledge. And I think acknowledgement, uh, you know, they talk about that in recovery for a lot of different things, but acknowledgement's the first step, right? You can't do anything unless, yeah. you, unless you acknowledge what issues and problems you have and why. And then you can go into the why, and then you can go into the how to fix the behavior. And, well, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying acknowledgement is hard sometimes. It is. Especially when you're in the thick of it, man. It is. So hindsight's a really good friend in in that respect. Like, it's easy to look back and be like, man, I was an asshole and to be, you know, uh, it doesn't help in the situation. And, and to be clear, like, here's another really interesting thing about this, Bri, is that I echo like most of your sentiment about these people. Like I, I feel the same way. Like I've had when it wasn't, when the chemistry wasn't there with that group, I've had great insightful intimate moments with these people as well. So that that's the other weird thing is like when when the crowd's not around, I was like buddy buddy with these guys. And I'd sit down and they'd give me wisdom, they'd give me praise, they'd give me um we'd have solid conversation, like high quality conversation. Um and then you know, yeah. when when the crowd was around um, and, and, you know, I think, I don't know if we're paying as much respect to the timeline as possible, but like th- this was a, it felt like a pretty short window. Um, I don't know, maybe it was pretty long, but like, as I got older, um, I, I, it tended not to be a problem or I just tend, I just feel like I didn't care as much It's like, okay, if you guys need to have your buddy, buddy time, then have it. I don't have to be here. I, I'm comfortable on my own. And that's interesting. Kind of, kind of, it kind of gets back to a part that we talked about with the social media thing, or was it, I can't remember which episode it was, but we talked about somehow, or some, there's something about your and my friendship. It's kind of special. Yeah. And yeah. and we can't just bring anyone into it. Correct. We can bring you know, it. I, I don't know. It's interesting, and I, and I wonder if there's kind of a bit of that going on. Like it's true. what you had there with that group was special. Yeah. And, and maybe there's a fear that Jordan's going to ruin that. Cause he's different or change or, it, you know, and, change and, it. and maybe mm-hmm. take the focus away. And yeah, that's absolutely, I think it's absolutely right in terms of why the motivating factor there too, is I am, I am trying to hold on to something that I am super proud and grateful that I developed and right. maybe I didn't want to share it. You know, it's kind of like having a, a, a younger sibling who you're, you know, when you're the oldest, you're used to one way and then you get to do something because you're older and, you know, more, you know, more wise or whatever you want to call it. And then all of a sudden you got to share that and you're like, oh shit, like it's not as special anymore when I'm not the only one. So yeah, you know what? Like I never really thought of it that way, but I think there's absolutely a huge motivating factor for me of why I did that. You know, I paid my dues and not, not saying that you didn't. You know what I mean? But sure. I, I felt that yeah. I felt that uh, <laughs> I had paid my dues and, and worked my ass off to build those relationships that not everybody got to do that worked at camp. Right? Not everybody yeah. got to be uh, the guys that got to hang out with them off season. You know, out there, 
But everybody could if they wanted to, right? Like everybody, if you took the effort and showed the initiative, they would invite you out. And if you really wanted to put work, yeah. but but to me, it was like, yeah, I've earned my place. Jordan right. hasn't earned his place. I have to make sure I haze him into this yeah. thing, right? Oh, interesting. So, you know, I don't. You had to take me to the pig farm. Got to right? take you to the pig farm. I sure shit <laughs> didn't buy you a candy bar and a Slurpee, though. Um, you sure did not. Nope. But yeah, man, it's it's definitely uh, God. Yeah, it's 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 a situation, and I can I can even still think to to, to continue on the the topic of uh, it, it, addressing this in your adulthood. Uh, even to this day, like I can still think of situations being in the military, there's guys that, you know, that we, that don't fit the norm or don't fit the, the group and get, they're weird. Yeah, they're weird. And they, they kind of get a different set of treatment. And, you know, I had to take a step back and I had a, I being in charge, I was in charge of a bunch of guys right before I got out of the military. And when you have 40 people with all different personalities, backgrounds, ethnicities, religions, whatever, you have some pretty, pretty diverse people, right? So when you have that one outsider, when, when 80%, 90% of those guys all get along and, and swim smoothly and that one doesn't swim smoothly, it's tough. And it's super easy to go into the mentality of, oh, he's different. He doesn't fit in, so let's ostracize him. But when you're you're in charge, when you have that power, Jordan, you have to sit there. And I would find myself like, you know what? This person's a little bit different. But am am I feeling like, am I making decisions of what to do with him in terms of punishment or in terms of job assignments or in terms of, you know, flying hours am i making these decisions because he's different and weird or am i making these decisions because am i being objective about the situation and i was in the i was in the i was in the position of power where then i had i had the power i had the ability to i and i was able to go all right why am i doing this why am i making these decisions and am i doing everything i can to include this person into him and and you know, for the most part, I think, I think I did, uh, wasn't always good at it, but it, do you think you ever went overboard with it? Like included him more than you did other people because you had this like psychological, like I got to watch out for this guy. Uh, no thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that I, I definitely think that mentality can happen and you're trying to, sure. you're trying to like, coddle them and wing them up you know like kind of keep them in the fold but sometimes that brings more attention to that person right yeah um oh now you're the teacher's pet now you're now you're you know watched on you know i don't know it's and we can go down a rabbit hole with this thing this topic sure could um but i think in the interest of trying to keep you know people still listening I, i i think this is a yeah it's just what i guess my my concluding thoughts in the sense of what I want people to take away from this is, you know, take a, take, take a good look, listen to your gut. Um, yeah. And, uh, and just, just something to think about, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think yep. we need to, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. It's tough, I think, Bri, I think what, like, I was kind of going to just ask you a final question, which is yeah. 
taking all the stuff we've talked about, like how do we, how do you take it to your life now and be more cognizant? And how do you um, hit the pause button, so to speak, and say, man, I'm being a dick right now? Or um, am I being fair? Am I being objective? Do I care about fitting in? Um, and I'm not saying there are any right or wrong answers to this. I'm just saying it's good probably to be aware of your behavior, what you're doing, how you're treating people, um, and why you're doing it. I, I, I'm trying to think of things in my life right now. Um, but you know, without again, opening another can of worms and like rambling on about, uh, situations that I'm trying to think of. I think that the big takeaway here is, man, I've been a bull in my past. I've done some good things in my past. And when it comes to the present and the future, I want to continue to do good things and I want to be inclusive of people and I want to be kind. And I liked kind of what you said of like taking that, you know, when you're in a position of power and that's, that's important. Like, do you have to be a manager or a director or a captain in the army to have this type of influence? Or can you have enough resolve on your own to just say, you know what? I live right by an elementary school and um, I find myself sometimes hyper vigilant of what the kids are saying. Um, I'll be walking by and I'll just hear, and I'm like on the lookout for bullies. Like I feel like it sometimes, like if I see someone getting picked on, man, I'm going to storm over there and be like, like probably not. I'll get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) This guy just storms onto an elementary school (laughs) because they're being bullies. Way to go, Jordan. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But I, I think the point stands, and that's a good place to leave it probably, is, um, I don't know, be aware of it. Be aware. And, and that goes to say with everything in our lives, it's one more, one more thing to be aware of, right? But um, it's important. It really is. It, yeah. it, I, think, uh, I think we could all look back, and whether you look back in a, a situation where you were the bully or you were the victim – um, or we're, you know, complicit in, in it, you know, it's, we all have connections to it. Um, and it's being right. able to accept it, understand it and, uh, and just kind of look at it and maybe try to try to change. And, and like you said, you don't have to physically be in a power position or title. You can give, you can give yourself the power whenever you want to. All right, man. Yeah. Well, with that, um, good conversation. Absolutely. Thanks for waking up early. Absolutely, and I enjoyed it, man. A good start to the day, and um, gets gets me going, and a little coffee, and go feed some animals, and uh, go out there and uh, tackle the day, man. So I appreciate the conversation as well, and uh, shout out again to all the people who have been listening to us. You know, it's it's awesome to see. Thanks and for track, staying with us. Track uh, who's been listening. Um, again. All the all the people we talk about in this podcast, you know, there's probably people that that know who we're talking about, and there's no way are we trying to ostracize by any means. So thank you for what you've right. done for me, uh, and I, and yep. and I guess a little tidbit too um, is uh, I, I and I may be speaking for you, but I, our relationships and, and have been kind of mended with those people, um, at least at least on my side, and I think yours have for for the most part too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
thank you all for listening. Leave us comments, uh, like us on Facebook, share. Um, if you have topics you want us to discuss, uh, then let us know. I have one person, um, Nick, commented on our Facebook and said he wants to talk about Reiki and some other holistic meditation type stuff, which I'm all about. I think that'd be way rad. And so. I know little to nothing about, so sure, let's bring it on, man. I'll probably let's have a ton it. of questions for him. Cool. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Later. Jordan.